doing twofers on Thursday. Uh, normally that's two for Tuesday, but you know what? It's thirsty Thursday. And boy, oh boy, am I thirsty. Uh, we are thirst trapping on Thirsty Thursday today. Pow, 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 pow. Um, super fired up. How the hell is everybody doing? Ray's alongside me here. How, happy birthday, Ryan DeMay, the big four zero. One of life's yeah. great accomplishments. Well, no, no. Yeah. One of life's greatest accomplishments because I'm 40 years old and I have a house that costs at least half a million dollars. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was told uh, in the cookbook for success in life and everything that that's, that's the real metric. Those are the two measuring sticks, boys. Yeah. So um, I, I, I got a phone call today and I was complimented in, in one aspect. It was actually the effort was to slight me. But come to find out, it was actually a compliment because um, I was accused of owning a home that only had a $300,000 value, uh, when in reality, I actually bought my, my modular prefab here for 160 So, uh, you know, if the fact that it's, it's appraising that high is not teabag at all. We call that free equity, my friends. And you know what? I'm 36, so I still got four years. Maybe, maybe by then I'll get there. Because uh, I'm, I'm not quite 40 yet. As a matter, of, I, I tell you what. Hey, J Pink, let's start this off. Do you mind? Do you mind? Go ahead and plan that phone call real quick, and we'll just we'll kind of we'll get this up and going with uh, phone call with uh, the the compliments. Yeah. Okay. All right. You are a fucking pussy. So you want to yes. go talk a bunch of shit and talk mm-hmm. like you want to fucking talk to me? And then you mm-hmm. won't even answer your fucking phone. You are yes. a fucking coward. You don't even have a set of balls. You and your wife must be fucking lesbians. How about you call me back, get off mm-hmm. your ass, and actually sit there and do something besides sit there and fucking record videos all day and post them online where nobody's going to fucking watch them because nobody knows about your grass factor podcast. Nobody gives yep. a shit. There's a reason why your right. house is only $300,000 because you don't make much fucking money. And at 40 that's years true. old, you better have enough money to buy a house that's worth at least half a million dollars. So you definitely don't, don't have, have shit. And you sit there and talk like you're above the fucking law because you think you've got a fucking podcast that nobody's heard of. So if you uh-huh. want to fucking actually do something, you fucking talk to me, all right? You call me okay. back. You want to beat my ass? I will fucking beat your ass. You come out here to Oklahoma, I will beat your ass in any fucking city. I don't care Mm -hmm. where the fuck it's at. I will put you in the guillotine (laughs) and put your ass to sleep faster than you've ever fucking been to sleep in your fucking life. You got that? (laughs) You fucking call me back, you damn coward. No. Uh, Sounds like he really wants uh, to talk to you. It does. And, you know, I, I have... I have that effect on people from time to time. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's been that way for a large part of, of my life. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You, gotta, you, you, you think about it, and you're like, man, it's amazing the power I have over people. Um, he's going off on me, Barry Cavanaugh. He's, he's going off on me. Um, anyway, fascinating stuff there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that as it goes on because, uh, you know, it is, it, it went, it's, it started well beyond that. Uh, but, uh, you know, first things first, look, you're right. I have a podcast. No one listens to, why are you worried about it? If no one listens to it, why are you worried about it? It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And Good yes, point, my, right, Matt? my wife and I are yeah. lesbians. They say you are what you eat. Therefore I am a, uh, I'm a snatch. <laughs> 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 That's funny. That's funny. 
Uh, is this the lawn show? Are we answering questions today? What are we doing today? Uh, we I think can, so. I think we're answering questions. We yeah. have mailbag that I got distracted in putting together because everything else caught fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, give me two minutes and I'll, I got mailbag questions that I feel like we should go through first. Yeah, let's definitely go through those first. Um, and, uh, and then we'll, you know, as, as we'll move into this, we'll get a little bit further along into, uh, in the, into the, the chaos that has been my uh, text messages and, uh, and Facebook messenger today, because it is, it is, man, it is something Lord. It is all, all, right? all, all from Sunday, right? Matt, all from Sunday. Uh, no, that was, uh, yeah, because of Sunday, uh, it has turned into this and basically everything we have, we have covered up to this point or everything that we will <laughs> cover today will it began at about lunch today and has just progressively gone further and further so i don't know it's <laughs> it's exciting it's exciting uh aldo that makes you i don't man we call we call them heroes around this part if you know what i'm saying yeah uh first yeah. things first here jay pink says <laughs> i received my soil test results today and would like to know your recommendations i received some sulfur from my neighbor and i'm not sure of the apply rate per thousand square feet how often to apply i have tiffway 419 I'm located in San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, where it's oh, a dear. thousand degrees. The sulfur is mm-hmm. uh, Martin, ninety percent sulfur dispersal past steel. Uh, this is from Mister Bottles. Uh, that is a label. Oh, here is the uh, here is the. Yeah, uh, so, I'm clicking all kinds of things and not what I need to be clicking. Uh, first things. First is that this is a my soil test, and uh, and I think we we've covered this before. I I'm gonna guess that you're new here, Jermaine, and so um, we're gonna put this to it to you nicely. Um, and we we cover this actually on the podcast that was released the other day uh, about some of the issues we run into with my soil. For instance, um, we have uh, independently and through lab uh, reports. Uh, verified that the pH that you get from my soil is not only inaccurate, uh, there is a high degree of probability that it is wildly inaccurate, like not even remotely close to being what within a margin of error that even makes sense, right? And uh, so we're saying pH, that could be off as much as 1.2 points. That's, you remember pH is logarithmic, so that is a monumental uh, mistake there. Like that's not good. The other thing is that the way these nutrients are cited as being optimal, uh, there is zero transparency from my soil as to the correlation of how they determined that these test values are adequate. Uh, are they, are they in excess or are they too light? Uh, we've, we've asked for it before. Uh, in fact, when we first started talking about this, this is Ray and I back in the day, multiple years ago, we started talking about this. In fact, I got an email from one of the uh, one of the uh, primary principals of of my soil, and uh, and they threatened me. Uh, they they did they did one of those things where they were like picking up on a theme uh, here. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like you, uh, you know, we help support your business, and uh, if you continue talking about our podcast, that'll go away. Uh, talking about our our podcast, if you continue talking about our product, it will go away. And so I did 
what uh, what I'm notoriously uh, fairly good at. And I said, uh, eat all of my balls and continue to talk about it. So here we are. Um, again, you know, the, my issue with it is that I have no idea where these values come from that they determine are optimal. And uh, no one in the world knows whether or not that's actually truly sufficient. So we're going to pretend that what is being reported here is good. You know, this is that this is good data. We don't know. Um, I can tell you that I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, your pH is probably off half to a full point. You're in San Antonio, Texas. You're going to have extremely high pH soil. Uh, I'm going to, the, 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 the rest of it is all just a guess again. Your calcium levels in San Antonio, Texas are going to be off the chart high. You know, this says 842. In reality, it's probably like uh, 18,420. It's nothing you need to worry about though, right? So we'll take it from the most mm -hmm. basic level. What you need to worry about is your NPNK. Uh, it says your phosphorus is fine. And so what I would be applying is nitrogen and potassium. Uh, an easy way to do that is a 101 type of fertilizer, right? So it could be a 10-0-10, however you need to get it down. That's one way you can do it. Um, and, uh, and then you asked about sulfur, right? Because you got you to gotta worry. Oh, the other thing, too, is that with your high pH, applying foliar micronutrients, as you see fit, when you apply your N and K, probably going to give you that extra little wow factor, um, at least from a, a visual response aspect. For sulfur, it's pretty simple. Um, now, this is, this is San Antonio, Texas, and if you don't have irrigation, boy, that could be tough uh, because, Ray, talk to us about sulfur getting it into the soil and uh, exactly what, what kind of water <sighs> program that takes to make that happen. Oh, to, to sum it up simply, when you start talking about applying five pounds of elemental sulfur as the sulfur pastilles per month, which is what's indicated when your soil pH is extremely high and you have irrigation or access to water, Sum it up simply, Matt, you need a shit ton of water. And when I say a shit ton of water, I'm talking about a two or three inch flooding of water at the time of the sulfur application and thereafter maintaining an inch to an inch and a half of irrigation up until the next sulfur application next month. That's a lot of water. And if you fail to do that, what can and is likely to happen is everywhere that sulfur pastille lands, it'll burn a nice big hole in the lawn. That's the nature of elemental sulfur. It, it's rather corrosive because this is what happens to sulfur out in the environment and on soil. The bacteria and the water combine with the water. I mean, combined with the sulfur to generate sulfuric acid in situ. So, when you're talking about spreading elemental sulfur, you're talking about uh, some spicy stuff, or potentially spicy stuff. 
It is. Uh, and, you know, again, be be careful. That's all, that's all we're going to say. Just be careful. Typically, mm-hmm. five pounds per thousand square feet uh, during the growing season, right? So when it's warm outside because you're relying on that conversion to sulfuric acid. So, you know, you can you get it down four times in, in your growing season? You're in San Antonio, Texas, probably five, six, maybe. You'd, you'd be able to get five it to down. six times that can. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, but again, if you're relying on rain to be the catalyst here, you may not be able to get that done. So I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Uh, the next one here, I got DMS flying all over the place. Uh, where are we at here? Okay. The next one is, uh, Jay Pink at your convenience. Can you send my soil results to Matt and team looking to start the process of lowering my pH for Tahoma 31 in zone seven. A, uh, I caught something Matt said, one of his podcasts about being careful, to lower pH with citric acid. If your aluminum levels, I was fortunately the results on my soil test. Matt did one application so far. I had the rain, uh, I had the rain one inch. Been planning this for some time. Now here goes. Soil has good moisture to start, then had rain coming. So here's what I applied. Used quarter pound high yield brand wettable powder sulfur mixed separate, then applied to four gallons of water. Also separate mix applied half citric acid, actual weight of product, both, then mixed together thoroughly in a throw zone sprayer and applied in tune with the rain. Also applied my wetting agent two days before with some AMS, so separate from the citric and sulfur app. You can take a look at my results and see if anything uh, is appreciated. Um, here, I know, uh, let me see, going through here. Okay, there's, uh, is this, what am I looking at here? This is just a log. Yeah, this is just a, a log, right? That's not. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see a test here. So I think that's just a, a log. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. This is my soil results. I don't there's, see. There's a tab there that says soil analysis, and then it has oh. nitrogen, potash, sulfur. Oh, here uh, we go. Annual treatment needs, and you scroll down a little bit, and it's got results. <laughs> so, you know, right now, your pH is 7.2. Your buffer pH is pretty high, 7.8. So. You know, you're you're in for the long haul here, buddy. This is it's not gonna be a quick thing. It's not gonna be a this year thing. It's not gonna be a next year thing. Um, you know, ch- chances are two years of doing this, you could probably get it down to a six and a half with a buffer pH of seven point eight, right? Um again, uh you're in in seven A, uh, you know, not the hottest of environments. You know, I think elemental sulfur four times a year is probably going to be in your uh, in your wheelhouse there. Um, again, assuming that you can get uh, adequate uh, moisture to get that down. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's literally the only thing I would worry about in your lawn with your soil test right here is uh, what is what is a potassium level of. Oh, 215 up here is what it is what it says. Uh, so yeah, well, you're good. Continue doing what you're doing. You can apply your what what frequency would you continue with your citric acid, Ray? If you're at a pH of 7.2, and a, and I would a 7. actually do it buffer pH. I would do it no more often than monthly because 7.2 is not that far off. And the other thing that I would be doing is 
of all people that should learn how to do their own rapid but accurate soil pH tests. Because when you're talking about manipulating soil pH and you're close, it is so easy to overshoot it, drop it down to six or lower, and then introduce a toxicity issue. So he would be one where before he's about to make his next application of either sulfur or citric acid, uh, he's the one that needs to grab a little bit of soil, mix it with some distilled water, and test it with a pH pen before proceeding further. Because I have worries about 7.2 quickly turning into 6 or 5.5. 5. Even with a, with a buffer pH of, of 7.8, you think, you think it'll move that fast? It can move fast. I mean, citric acid has the ability to chelate and move all of that excessive calcium and calcium carbonate. Sure. And once you, and once you move that out of the soil mat, things happen fast. So this is not something to screw around with. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> I would he's in the chat, raise and he said I there. can do that. There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. I would trust yeah. Ray on that process. He's dealt with high pH soils. Ryan, too. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm always chilling around 5.8 right here. I love it. So I'm, <laughs> I love you because, uh, you know what, Matt? I would love to reintroduce you to Centipede. And this time, do it right. Uh, don't make me go get my centipede hat. Uh, we got we got to get our centipede boys on here sooner than later. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's gonna be. It's actually gonna be a good time. Yeah, um, I mean that's. The, uh... <laughs> I I have I look look forward to it kinda. Mm-hmm. Maybe I enjoy. I look forward to hanging out with the guys. I'm not sure. I look forward to putting any more information about centipede into my brain can i call him tapped out on that one demay can we can i call an audible or just be like oh sorry my brain shut down <laughs> troll it's leap uh <laughs> i need a blue screen of death right now uh <laughs> and from gray fox shared with us the tennessee turf tuesday uh, we have Dr. Becky Bolin, who's taken over for Dr. Tom Samples. Sad day. Uh, oh. But you know what? He has earned it. Uh, Tom Samples is uh, 197 years old and has had a, a <laughs> incredible career. Uh, I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. this. There's, there's few people that are as kind as Dr. Samples as is. And, uh, and he, he may not remember who you are ever. Uh, but he always, always comes out of the gate as nice of a human being as you've ever met. There's, there's not once will you ever run into Dr. Samples and leave thinking like, man, that guy's a jerk, which sometimes happens, <laughs> right? In our industry, you meet people and you walk away from it. And you're like, man, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> Do you know how many people have walked away from, from meeting me and thinking I'm an asshole? Uh, oh, I, I thought you were going to say how many people. <laughs> exactly. Wonder how many Bermuda lawn dominators feeling that way? I don't know. I uh, I will uh, probably share this in Bermuda lawn dominators. Uh, in the chat, we threw up the link to this video. I highly recommend you you check it out. You know when they when they release these on on Tuesday, 
they're always really good. We get a lot of insight as to other things that are going on. Like they had a regulator on talking about uh, issues with imidacloprid uh, uh, and you know what what that uh, D I say deregulation. Um, yeah, it, what that what that regulation in uh, uh, removing it from the the product portfolio is going to look at timeframes, all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, I, and that's, that's also one of the other ones, you know, speaking of, of what's on the chopping block for permanent removal is also MSMA. Uh, if you could imagine why, mm-hmm. uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's obvious why that's taking place. Um, all right. So, uh, Jay Pink, if you don't mind, uh, will you throw up the first two, uh, screenshots here? Uh, we can, we can, we can do the first one first anyway. So on, uh, our, our, uh, episode that released yesterday, uh, our Joe knows turf segment, we, we introduced y'all to a young man named Spencer, um, uh, that was applying MSMA. He says he was not applying it to his lawn. He was applying it to, um, a, uh, a commercial property that has a, uh, a right of way. Uh, that is next to an interstate and it's, it's three feet by a hundred feet, something like that. And, uh, and we, we got it all wrong. Right. And, uh, and even though there was a separate post in Bermuda lawn dominators that also, um, that, you know, talked about him applying it. If I recall correctly, and I'm sure we can find the screenshot somewhere. I believe that we had another screenshot where he said he had applied it to his lawn and uh, and had a significant rain event after making his mm-hmm. application, and uh, yeah. was worried about it getting uh, uh, losing its efficacy due to the the uh, length of time between application and rainfall, right? Uh, and so here, uh, you know, he's he's starting to get in, and basically what what it is is that um, if I do not remove that segment of Jono's turf, um, I'm going to be uh, uh, sued for defamation and, uh, you know, says here that we made a lot of mistakes. And so my response to this was, um, uh, we, we can go on to the, the second one, second screen grab there. Uh, it kind of, kind of fill us in here. Uh, he, he explains exactly why he said the things he said, uh, you know, you know, like, Calling a gay man, you know, the F word, it's, it's descriptive, you know, it's, it's nothing to worry about. It's, it's a descriptor. Hot sure take. about that? I, uh, I, oh, oof, uh, mm. um, uh. and you know, it says, I'm sure you'll probably twist this in the next video, uh, since you, uh, inherently think I'm an asshole, but I will say a lot of what you all said in your video was a lot of judging a book by its cover and not doing your due diligence. Um, Okay, you know, we'll we'll let this progress and see exactly, you know, how that how that works out. Uh, so apparently I made a bunch of mistakes. So we'll 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 go on to the next one here. Um, so I had not replied in a timely enough manner. And uh, and so, you know, I, I told him, you know, bear with me. I've I've got to type words. It takes time. And I said, you know, I'm not having a panic attack, whatever. So I emailed him. And, uh, you know, basically said, I did, in fact, come at you with a political survey to try and make it uh, to, to increase the odds of you having a conversation with me, considering how uh, aggressive 
uh, of a conversation at term before because of mentioning MSMA. I thought in this particular instance, well, let's come in with something not related to MSMA and, uh, and then we'll see if we can get there through the course of the conversation. Um, you know, obviously didn't work, you know, and just said, uh, you know, what, what, what I, what I'm really interested in figuring out is, you know, what, uh, what you think can come of, you know, applying MSMA to waterways and stuff like that. And, um, you know, if you provide me the information that you feel like we do not conduct sufficient due diligence or you felt is defamatory, then, uh, it's definitely something we'll take into, uh, into consideration. I, JPEG, the next ones, we don't have to go through all of these, but I will at least just show that there is a lot of, of things here that was said in response. If you go to the next one, um, you know, and th these, are the, these are the points here that we missed in due diligence, and I think this is interesting, right? So he said, we did not have the full story. Um, he says that, you know, Brian made a, a, a physical threat against him, and that's why he went that way. Um, number two is that, uh, we failed to receive both sides of the story again, uh, and do any sort of correlation to figure out what was true and what was misrepresented of fact before uploading the video. Okay. Uh, you included personal information and pictures of mine in your video without asking any sort of content, uh, consent to do so. It was a public, uh, Facebook picture. Um, I, in fact, I didn't answer is good because otherwise we would, uh, have a problem of recording a conversation without informing the other party. Uh, they're being recorded and used for production materials. Uh, we both live in states that are single, um, single consent states. So uh, we, it, it does not have to be a mutual, a mutual agreement. Um, and then it says you failed to do due diligence to see I was applying MSMA. I'm a small business owner and have several properties that meet the criteria on the label. For example, one commercial property is considered right away on a major highway. However, the grass is all confined to a median that spans 100 feet by three feet wide. No any two and a half gallons of tree, a few small strips. Again, based on one of the other screenshots, we're not sure if that's accurate. And the other thing is, too, is, is if anybody is in Oklahoma, um, can find me the site where you can look up a, 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 uh, an uh, applicator's license. Um, uh, I, would, I would like to verify that this is a licensed applicator. Um, and then directly quoted the wrong number in your video saying, saying I was selling five ounces for 40 when the post clearly said five ounces for $4. Yep, made that mistake, 100%. Uh, and then also didn't do any sort of research of who I was trying to sell to either. Uh, hazmat chemicals and herbicides can be shipped. And my main intention was to sell locally. The post was edited to mention shipping as I had a lot of interest from Texas. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, it was, uh, there's a lot of commercial properties down there too. So if I would have reached out, he was going to prove that there were commercial property uses in Texas that were reaching out to him to get it. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, he was transparent with them that it was toxic to animals and pets. Uh, he's got pets of his own, so he definitely wouldn't risk, risk that. Uh, he missed the part on the label about repackaging. Understandable. I, you know, look, I, there's, there's people that have done it before. I can be, I can be uh, understanding of that. Uh, and then the act of terror comments were in response to someone approaching me as an asshole. Um, uh, would I ever pour arsenic in a city water supply to get back on one person? Certainly not. It impacts wildlife and the entire community, not just one person. Uh, so you took it as an act of terror, but it's actually just me responding to an asshole of someone who approached me as an asshole. Uh, the statements on liberal fornia and North Korea, uh, you know, following law doesn't make you a communist, but being a narc and commenting on everything you see that doesn't align with your ideals does make you a communist, communist apparently. Um, 
uh, as interesting. As a business owner, I do play by the rules. Uh, again, we just want to verify that this is a licensed applicator, by the way. Um, uh, a lot of people think the customer is always right. I'm not for that. Um, if someone's an asshole to me, I'll be an asshole back. Uh, you know, the MSMA was used on a commercial property and was used in its intended use. Uh, then by all means, I don't believe I violated any laws by using it. Also, as far as selling it locally, I don't just hand it out to whoever wants it. I do my own due diligence to see how it would be used as I don't want my local community getting doused irresponsibly by arsenic. Um, and, uh, let's see here. I, and I feel like, uh, oh, wait, uh, would have been covered before. Well, did I, did I skip something here? No, I didn't. It just goes straight to this property diligence would have been contacting me. Uh, all that fun stuff. Had the information been entirely correct and not twisted to look like I'm using it irresponsible on residential properties, then I would be entirely fine with that. But it's defamatory as it's false statements and includes misrepresentation of fact. So I gave him the opportunity. I said, you can come on tonight and um, I, and you can provide rebuttal to what we talked about on the episode. And I said, no, I will not come on unless you delete all instances of me in the previous episode. And, uh, and I said, no, I think it's important to provide context what was stated before. And if you feel like we're wrong, then you can come on live on the show and explain how we're wrong. And that way, everybody has the entirety of the story, you know, to put together, you know, who, you know, who, who, however everyone views it um, and said, you know, look, nope, you're you are going to delete that. If you want me to come on, I've consulted with my attorney already regarding the matter and taking <laughs> it down would prevent a defamation case and monetary damages. I'm willing to come on your show. But you can uh, still have content, but the original content needs to come down. And um, uh, I, I said, okay, I look forward to hearing from your attorney. I then said, uh, I thought you'd rather work it out like a man than letting it go to court. I guess that's not the case. I, I need your email address. Uh, but you realize the longer that video is posted, the more monetary damages will be. And I'm willing to let that drop if you get the video corrected within 48 hours. And I'll come live on your show. I said, yep, gave you the opportunity. You've got two options. You can come on the live stream, provide a rebuttal. We will discuss if we're going to remove any content after the fact. Um, or we pursue this through legal means, 100% your choice. Um, and then it you know, goes on to say, uh, you know, if you want to be a man, a man you know, I, I highly recommend you do this. Uh, you don't want to mess with the time and travel. And I said, you have my two options. I'm no longer responding after this. It says, you should reply because we would work it out as men. Otherwise, you'll be spending a lot of money for my attorney, my lost wages, also monetary damages for defamation, which could result in you paying me a stipend for years due to presumed reduction of income and a lot of time traveling and in court. The problem I have with your theory is that it doesn't guarantee it will come down and my attorney won't allow me to appear speak publicly on your show until that's uh, removed. The compromise is, is that you provide me a signed contract stating you'll delete all the previous content and then you'll have my new statements. Uh, and then from there, I did not respond, and it quickly devolved, uh, devolved from here. Uh, so then it says, you know, you you better sell this, uh, uh, or do you want to be childish? If you resort to court, I'm not going to be lenient and drop charges. I'll pursue the full amount. I'll go as far as to not only seek defamation charges, but also false impersonation <laughs> and fraud charges. You posing to work for Pew Research is blatant fraud. So you're looking at multiple charges, which I will not drop. Shall you refuse to continue discussing the matter? Uh, I'd suggest you grow a pair and learn to talk like men. Uh, and then he sent me my address uh, that I, I guess he, he looked up via Google uh, and was showing me that he found my address. And he says, you don't know what you just started, little man. 
I think you're big shit and above the law, but you're going to learn. I'm not giving you another warning. You can answer and talk to me off your show like a fucking man, or I'll end your podcast in court. Is that clear? As you violated multiple laws, I cannot only come after you personally, especially as I'm assuming you're not bright enough to even register as an LLC and probably have no corporate veil to protect that measly little assets. But I can also come after your entity and shut down the grass factor for breaching laws on state and federal level. You're opening a can you don't want to mess with. Uh, You're going to realize not all people react rationally, and it's going to cost you big. And then he mentions my wife. My wife better watch it too, you fat fuck. You think you're tough shit? Come show your fucking face. I'll give you my address, and you can live stream getting your ass whooped since you called for it. Uh, If you don't want to call me back, I'll just come find you. It ain't hard. Talk a bunch of shit like you want to talk to me, and then you don't. You're just a hypocritical piece of shit who doesn't back up their talk. Attorney has, uh, uh, you've committed seven laws. You've broken seven laws. My attorney has a copy. And then um, because I wasn't replying there, then he started texting me and said, you might want to start talking, buddy. You know, kind of repeats the first one. I got a few loose screws and you may encounter them. If you don't watch the fuck out, you won't be able to run, hide, even despite your loss of weight. Once a fat ass, always a fat ass. If you don't want to call me back, I'll just come find you. It ain't hard. Talk about your shit. You're a hypocritical piece of shit. I dare you to step one foot on my fucking property. I'll send you my address. You won't live to see another day. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, that is the the devolution of what has occurred uh, since about about lunchtime today. Uh, so we've we've gone from tainting municipal water supplies to uh, uh, my wife better watch her back. Uh, I better watch my back. And uh, we've got a few loose screws here. And, uh, and I don't know. It's <laughs> I have a very serious question. What's going on? Yeah, man. What you got? Spencer, I know you're watching. And cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, are you okay? Like, seriously. Like, are you okay? Uh, mm-hmm. This is not a way to be active, man. So all you're trying to say is, you know, you screwed up. Admit it. And move on. That's fine. It's all good. You tried to sell some stuff you weren't supposed to sell. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's all good, man. And just yeah, stop. Just yeah, just stop. Just uh, don't do this. And uh, it's funny, Matt. You should mention how the EPA is looking at yanking MSMA completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Apparently, apparently they figured out that even though they've restricted its use to golf courses, sod farms, cotton fields, and highway right-of-ways, apparently to the EPA, there is still too much arsenic detectable in the environment. That is their actual reasoning and rationale, is that they are finding too much arsenic, and their only logical conclusion is that they're finding it in places where there should be no arsenic because there's no golf course, sod farm, or cotton field within miles of that site. And so what's their logical conclusion? If that's the case, Matt? Yeah, because especially if you're in an area that doesn't have normally, you know, detectable levels of arsenic. Again, you know, I know some areas of the country are going to have higher levels of arsenic in the soil for Various reasons, like for instance, mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, I know that uh, for uh, uh, certain companies that that produce biochar, they could not take biomass from Ohio because typically the trees had a higher detectable level of arsenic in the trees. Mm -hmm. And probably from in the past, orchards or, or, you know, whatever else was. Yes. You know, and uh, and it, you know, it is in a detectable level. Now, the beautiful thing about plants is that plants can take up arsenic and it gives you an opportunity to dispose of it another place. Right. Um, So it can actually clean and remediate uh, arsenic levels in the soil. So actually kind of a. um, uh, Plants are good in that aspect. Yep. It's unfortunate that our our podcast is so uh, not widely known, but apparently I did want to make mention of this too. I thought about this, that perhaps this idea of using this product in a manner inconsistent with the label was not Spencer's fault, that perhaps it was born somewhere else. And I'm going to say that Spencer may be a fan of the Pest and Longinja. Have we not had this conversation before? Yeah, we did, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a whole thing over it. That's right. So, anyhow. I... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, if you have any questions, uh, do you want to go ahead and open up the lines? Uh, yeah. uh, JP, we can <laughs> yeah. do that. We can, yeah, we we can start taking some phone calls, and uh, we'll see, we'll see what, what ends up happening. If it gets weird on the phones, we might have to dip the phones and we'll do chat only questions. Uh, you never know at this point, right? You never know. It is uh, we're we're in in wild times right now. Welcome to 2023 <laughs> in the post COVID weirdness. Paul Prime's cut. I love you, Paul. Paul Outlaw is my guy. He said uh, I have lived 51 years and never had one tenth of the conflicts Matt has had. You're the man. I, it is. I'm telling you, it's bizarre. It is a strange thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I one day, one day when I get older, I'll learn how to shut up. Uh, that is not today. I just wanted to document everything. Uh, you know what would be great? If we can make our ringtone, is that that guy's voicemail play when whoever's calling? That's, that's what you hear. <laughs> I probably need to do that on my personal cell phone. And talk uh, like you want to fucking talk to me. Yes. <laughs> Whoever cut the clips out. God bless you. Good job, Jay Pink. Thank you. 304-804-72. Matt, why does he sound like he's 12 years old? I, I don't know. Uh. It could be, right? It could be. I have no idea. Why? And if, I mean, if this guy is underage, I'm going to feel like a real asshole. Uh, man. I know. Sorry. I mean, because... Sorry, dude. You know, we did have an incident uh, a couple years ago where come to find out some things were said to somebody that was underage. It was horrible. <laughs> so so bad, Matt. I mean, that was terrible. So it's I will, like, I I will say, if... <laughs> Ray, uh, we did have some questions people directed at you uh, asking about pH tests in the field, uh, mm-hmm. pH pen, pen tests and that kind of stuff. Uh, you got any suggestions sure. for that? Sure. I mean, my suggestion is get a pH pen and also get the calibration solutions and utilize the manufacturer's instructions on how to calibrate that pH pen. Also follow... Oh, we have a caller. Lovely. (laughs) 
Caller. Go ahead, cowboy. <laughs> Good evening, boys. It's the grass thief. Uh, hey! 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 Hey-o. Good to talk to you. <laughs> hey, thanks for the information. Because uh, I was kind of concerned about that pH. And uh, caught your previous video about the, uh, the aluminum, the metals and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of risky taking a chance doing that. But now I kind of understand that it's going to take a while to drop that pH, which I kind of knew from the beginning from watching all the videos of Aldo's last one with with one of the other YouTubers and stuff like that. I just wanted to make yep. sure I'm kind of in that general area of doing it the correct way. What is your pH again? What, I, I couldn't remember. What, what, he was said... Seven point two. Oh man, I'm telling you what, Grass Thief. I'm growing Tahoma on sand that's like seven, eight, seven, nine. It's calcareous sand. Comes from limestone parent material. No problem right. whatsoever. No problem. Oh, it likes the high. It, I mean, it. I'm, I'm not gonna say it likes the it high doesn't. pH, but it, no issues at all with the with the high pH. Mm-mm. Nope. Damn. Did you did you hear that, Grass Thief? Yeah. I mean, honestly, from the looks of the grass. I can't be more happier, even though we had a terrible spring and summer, you know, with yeah. it, it didn't really yeah. get hot until like the second week here in July. Yep. But believe it or not, the stuff was greened up since April the 10th. And uh, I mean, I couldn't be happier, but Dude, I'm always like looking to try north, to do better. North, so. aren't you? If, Grass thief, if I recall correctly, you're you're like up north, north, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in I'm in southern New Jersey. Yeah, okay. yeah. You had green <laughs> Bermuda grass in April. Does everybody hear that? Does everybody yeah, hear April that? To, April the tenth. I could sh- send you pictures just to show you. So mm-hmm. I, I would never, you know, mess around about that. Tahoma thirty-one <laughs> in South Jersey, April tenth. Everybody in these northern areas, a seven A, and I, I know, I know, you know, New Jersey. Is is part of that that seven a? I know you get some you get some decent temperatures and a decent growing season out there, but still uh, needs to factor into people's decision making when if they're considering you know to to do a renovation. Man, golly, that's incredible. That's awesome. I think awesome. it is catching fire, uh, but I don't see it much on YouTube. Uh, you know, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to catch fire over the next couple of years. I gotta say that that Tahoma. It really is. A, it's a special grass. It's real dwarfy. It's it's real mm-hmm. dwarfy, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Up. Yep, it is pretty cool yeah. and fun, you know, to, fun to mess around with. That is me not catch on, on the other hand, because Tahoma is a grass that requires a different level of consideration and care. It's not for everybody. I mean, this is not for your junkyard type property where, eh, mow it at four and a half, five inches, who cares? This is for people that are willing to put in the effort and the budget and have truly premium turf grass. I mean, this is, this is what Tome is for. There it is. Yep, there absolutely. Is. I agree. Uh, I, it, it is a big, uh, it is, it is big. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of, not a lot of work, but because I love it. I love what I do. 
I do use a real mower. I mow it at a quarter of an inch. It just loves to be cut real yes. well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I can cut it every day. See, I have full sun in my yard, mm-hmm. and, and I that has a lot to do with it. I mean, full sun all day long, and it, the stuff... I mean, I even I even plugged uh, plugged all summer, and the stuff took and grew. And, and I'm telling you, we had the, the worst summer ever so far, but it's starting to heat up now. Uh, man, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you have the most legitimate Jersey accent I've heard in a long time. <laughs> It is impressive we, as we, hell. We, yeah, we got that uh, a, a few months back. Uh, Ryan and Ray got a kick out of me when I called in. Uh, it's funny because they said, uh, I, I forget what, what it was. I think they referenced the, the movie The Sopranos or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Sopranos? No, actually, we, we referenced the uh, darn uh, Witness Protection Act. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> because normally, uh, the people that talk like that are associated with La Familia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you, you how, how Italian are you? One hundred percent Italian. <laughs> of course, he is. yeah. <laughs> that is why. Okay, that we 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 can hear it. I mean the. You know that old East Coast uh, Italian, and you know, here's the thing: is that we know a YouTuber that is a wannabe mafioso. <laughs> okay, he's a wannabe mafioso, but you know, Grass Thief, you are the real thing, and for that, we love you. <laughs> You have been designated Failing is real, the, the, ma- the made man of the lawn care community here, the grass thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my son gave me that name. I, I'll tell you how I got it. Matt, you, you'll like this one, Matt. The side of my property is uh, Meyer Zoysia, right? And mm-hmm. it pushed out all the fescue that I originally had. And... Mm-hmm. And my son would watch me, and I'm like, and I'm telling, him, I'm, I'm plugging the mire and all, and he's like, Dad, that's the neighbors, but it's actually ours because it pushed out all the fescue, came up the side, and that's how he named me the grass thief years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I enjoy the show, guys. It's it's, it's the best thing on YouTube. It's the best uh, real information. Uh, and I, I don't miss an that. episode, man. I I wait all week for this show. I can't get I enough of it. I appreciate you so much. guys rock. That's wild. I'm going to hang up the phone and let somebody else call in. Uh, and you guys have a great weekend. You thank too. you. You, you have right. a good one, Grassy. Good to talk to you, buddy. And uh, JP, thank you very much for uh, sending my uh, info in. You're the man, JP. Anytime. No, wor- no worries, Grassy. Look at that, Grassy. <laughs> How how does he watch our show every week if nobody knows about our podcast? I don't understand. You know, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. Can we we get a rundown on that? I'm not sure. I don't think my mom even watches this podcast. Uh, I don't think mine does either. 
Um, she did, <laughs> and uh, and I don't, I don't think mom's tuning in anymore. But in reality, mom doesn't <laughs> want to know a thing, a thing about, about what's uh, going on. Growing grass. Just hit the, yeah, just hit the road. Just close. hit the roadcaster buttons. Hit any of the roadcaster buttons, and Mama Martin's not going to want to hear that. I'm a guess. No. You are a fucking pussy. Yes. That is that is right. Wait, uh, wait a second. Is John Perry is John Perry still on the board? Is no. he still there? Wait. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, I no, would not that advise one. anybody who's thinking of doing this. <laughs> that one. So that yeah, one. <laughs> that's the one I'm talking about. Listen, I don't I don't care what your name is, where you're from. If you think that you should sell a pesticide in a non-original container because you have too much, because you want to make money, because whatever. John Perry, what do you think about that? Um, I would advise anybody who's thinking of doing this not to. Even John Perry knows. Even Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So John would never have the, the the hot take we did, but you know, you know, John <laughs> when he sees that, at least on like, video, oh, he would do, maybe in private. Oh, oh, hundred percent in private. Perry would be like, "Man, damn it, please, please don't do that online." it's what i love about john we say the things out loud that john perry doesn't want to and uh (laughs) all that suppression i'm sure that he would love to echo a lot of our sentiments and he and he he can't and i i get it i get it i can't be mad at him for that it is uh it is not it is not easy uh Phone lines are back open, 304-804-7277. If you have questions, feel free to call in. We can make horrific recommendations from time to time. Not all the time, but sometimes we can. Uh, But the majority of the time, thanks to the other two guys on here, uh, you will will get good information. Or you might catch us in something we just have no idea. And we'll tell you, you know what? We don't know. Get fucked. Good luck. Bye. (laughs) FEFO time. Like Brian, remember Brian? It was just Justin. Brian. He was real mad too. What a Who, mad people. Oh, oh yeah. I, you know, contra, contra, controversial things here. Important. I mean, Brian went off the deep end too. Golly, I forgot about that. Mad people. Oh, yeah. Bud Light gets people charged up in the wrong way. Trains fluid. Uh, caller, you are on the air. How can we help you? Go ahead, cowboy. <laughs> Never What's up, guys? It's the boy. And, uh, hey. What you doing? <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I uh, I'm just uh, I got really paranoid and I started looking up the uh, equity of my house, and I'm so thankful <laughs> it's over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, over a hundred thousand? Hey, no, no, half a half a million, big dog, half a million. <laughs> You know, oh, hey, listen. Maybe one day. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not there. If 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 Gilly is out there listening, uh, along with uh, along with uh, Young Spencer, just know that Aldo's house is worth half a million pesos. Okay. <laughs> See. Okay. And, and right. that right. and that makes me a legit millionaire. Well, look at this. That means that means Aldo on mm-hmm. if, if, all right, look, if you compared my house and Aldo's house, my house is pretty much a trailer at this point. Mm-hmm. That means that Aldo on welfare, supposedly, uh, <laughs> managed to <laughs> a 
acquire real estate that exceeded mine. Uh, it's, it's, in California. it's amazing. In, in California, of all places. And in know, California, I mean, on top of that. That's right. That's, that's, Some people that's have a different name for that state. Oh, that's right. It's liberal fornia or California, which I do like California. But it's, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> are you listening? Are you missing? Uh, are you missing class to be on this right now? Yes. Uh, I, I may or may not be. Yeah, but I can watch the, the replay. They record it, so uh, I'm just misbehaving <laughs> a little bit tonight because I couldn't miss tonight's show for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, well, it, it escalated it, it quickly. Got, it got weird today, didn't it? There. Sorry to disappoint, but yeah, yeah, uh, maybe just this one time. Jesse said it was okay. I consulted with my legal attorney, and he said it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny. My my attorney said the same thing. He's like, "It's okay, <laughs> everything's okay." I was like, yeah. "Sweet, that sounds like a hall pass to me." <laughs> well, uh, anyway, what else you got? I was, uh, yeah, I was just calling about. Actually, I have a graph question. Um, I know in the past. I called about some FAFO with some poetry vialis, but that plan uh, is not going to come to fruition. Uh, Some of you already heard that I was going to do some Kentucky bluegrass uh, over the Mm. winter here, which uh, I'm interested in seeing how that turns out since I'm in such a battle with time, you know, it's, it's not, I don't have, I don't know if this will survive past the summer, but, um, my question was, I, I know I've talked to Ryan in the past about like, um, like the seeding rate. He's, you know, he pretty much said, you know, three pounds per thousand is the only real way to go. Anything more than that was, and I quote, agronomically, uh, uh, the return in investment, you know, would be, would not, you know, make sense. And in my head, like, you know, more seed, let's say four, maybe five pounds that could uh, maybe work out since I, I'm shooting for coverage rather than just like a maintaining it for a long period of time. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that, there's one thing is the seeding rate, one. And two, right now I have a bunch of dead ryegrass from the past winter and some dead Bermuda all over the backyard. And I'm not sure if it's worth removing it or using it to my advantage because there's a, there's a pretty thick layer of sand under there. And I know what has been said about growing seed from on straight sand, it can be pretty difficult. So I don't know if maybe there's some advantages to just leaving that old dead material on there. I don't know what you guys think. I think you scalp it down still and prep it like you would for ryegrass over seed, but leave all the organic material thatch essentially in there. And use that as a seed bed, sort of a mulch, quasi mulch. It's going to help keep everything where it should be, generally speaking, and it's going to be a lot easier to grow in. So, uh, I'd go all in on that. I'd be really cognizant of uh, how you seed if you're going to use bluegrass. Of getting your seed down in there, just broadcasting out bluegrass seed isn't a recipe for absolute failure. It will not work. Bluegrass seed, 100%, needs to be not too deep and not too shallow an eighth of an inch is really sounds super fine you know detail but those little differences make all the difference in the world in terms of uh seedling survival establishment even germination right just simple things like the seed popping and getting going so 
um i'd be really really cognizant of that um problem is that there's really not a lot of great seating equipment for a small scale lawn there just isn't um you know you'll you'll go to home depot and rent you know one of those bluebird seat or something like that it's just it's not great uh of what's available out there so i would look into and see maybe talk to some of your classmates and see what they have at the golf course maybe somebody wants to make a quick 50 and you know run over there after work on a saturday you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) see what they'll do for tacos Although I'm not, See. I'm not joking about that. <laughs> yeah, because Aldo makes some, no, some epic, authentic tacos. I mean, this is not <laughs> the bullshit from Taco Bell. I can attest to that. <laughs> I hear you. You know, um, I mean, so I, I, I got that, Ryan. Um, uh, back to the other question was the seating rate. How, how? Okay, because, look, I have about six pounds of seed, uh, closer to seven pounds. Um, coated or uncoated? You know, what's that? Is it coated with a seed coating or no? Oh, so about three and a half pounds of it is coated. The other three is not coated. This is like an ACT turf problem. Although you're really fucking me up here. No. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, so, uh, it's, I got three and a half pounds of, um, uh, SS 365. Uh huh. Or 365 SS, whatever. And then I have another three pounds of New Glade, uh, by itself. <sighs> wow. I'm going to guess the New Glade is uncoated and the 365 SS is coated. That's correct. So, and what's the area that you're going over? What's the square footage? 1,200 square feet. Oh, fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to seed both of those all in. Because basically what's going to well, happen I is mean, the code I, is... I, 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 could, I could do just one, but again, I'm asking, like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I know that, you know, too much seed could cause crowding, but I don't want to do too much. But at the same time, it's like I have all this extra seed. I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to go to waste regardless. I think that with your, okay, so with the coated seed, you know, the seed folks will tell you, hey, go at the same rate you normally would. Problem is there's only 50% of the seeds there. So by weight in that bag, 50% of that is actually seed. That's not pure live seed either. That's just seed, right? That's in there. Uh, so right. in that three and a half pounds, you know, you've got 1.75 pounds of seed. Then you go and look at your new glade. Um, uncoated you know your losses your attrition on something like that are probably going to be slightly higher right so a typical seeding rate on that would be somewhere around three pounds per thousand you know your extra pound uh 1.75 pounds of coated 365 not gonna hurt things appreciably uh you know sod farmers will will typically seed at a lower rate try to get their stuff to knit together more and have less density to start with kind of counterintuitive I think with what you're trying to do, like four pounds per thousand is probably the upper limit when you combine those two. So you might have a little bit of extra mm-hmm. seed, a little bit of extra new glade perhaps. Um, but that's about as high as I would go. If you threw it all out there, I wouldn't hate you for it, but four pounds is probably your top. Yeah, I wanted to save some, I don't know, like a half pound of anything. Uh, just because, uh, you know, strangely enough, our rainy season is during um the the late fall early winter and um i'm probably gonna come after my feeding window so i'm just gonna be on irrigation but 
I know in the past I've had some pretty crazy rain and crazy, I mean like a half an inch, right? But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> some seed movement would happen with the ryegrass and uh, I had to go back there and, and, and throw some extra seed in there, luckily that I saved. So this time around, I think I know better. Save just a little bit to where I can just throw down in there and at least um, try to get some better coverage. There you go. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Ryegrass in Southern California, or Kentucky bluegrass in Southern California. This is, uh, uh, it'll be a sight to see. I just want to yeah. get something else. You know, I've got experiences with a handful of grasses. The only cool teasing grass I've ever messed with is ryegrass. I don't know. I mean, what, why not? You know, it'll grow uh, well, throughout the, pro- the entire winter. So maybe I have, I, I have something going on here. I think the the biggest problem is that you're right about the time you fall in love with it is the time it's going to check out and literally just melt yeah. away right in front of your eyes. <laughs> what I'm curious about though yeah, is that's... what kind of splotchy mess returns the next fall. I think it is yeah. ooh, well, hellaciously chaotic. I, I think like what if I did? I mean, to a limit, right? I'm not going to water it, just uh, hoping it doesn't check out. But how how, how much? How much can I get to survive to where I could potentially get it to fill in again for next year? I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, No, you're not going to get it to oh. fill in the next year without <laughs> seeding, 100%. Now, yeah, my, agreed. one of the other concerns I have, and I, I, I have no experience with this, so you know, I'm leaning on you, Demay. I'm asking you, really. Would <sighs> you expect any weird thinning to take place um, as the... Uh, 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 KBG checks out. Would I do any thinning? Is that the question? No. Would you expect to see it? That just kind of naturally occurs. Like it, it, it looks like the the Bermuda grass is, has lost a bit of density as the KBG checks out. Yeah, I mean it's, but it's going to get to a point. I think the thing that'll be interesting is like, I mean, it's effectively blue muta, but it's a much more hospitable climate to establish bluegrass although it's a much much more inhospitable environment for bluegrass in the summertime i think by hmm yeah i think you might still see some there in the summertime but i would agree i think the following fall it's gonna look just it's gonna look really bad the good news is is that you have a long enough runway with your temperatures that you can probably still clean it up and have enough time to seed with like a sulfonylurea. So that would be something to hang on to in your back pocket if you're not going to keep going with it. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious about that time period of like, because when does it start to cool back off again? Like when is it like below 100 consistently <clears throat> during the day? Uh, Like uh, daytime time? Yeah. Yeah. Probably May Halloween? Not, no. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. It's okay. Gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Gonna I'm gonna say yeah, this. I'm, whatever, I'm fully, whatever, whatever, I'm, fully whatever, like, I'm prepared for that. Whatever what here's what I'm gonna tell you though. Anything that comes back in September, October, November, just go ahead and plug that out and I want you to send that. To uh, Pradham Co-op, who owns Mountain View Seed up in Oregon, <laughs> and let them breed that, <laughs> please. Yeah. 
we'll call that we'll call that um I don't know throw in some kind of welfare name on the uh, on the cultivar or something like that. Yeah, EBT KBG. EBT, EBT yes, there right there. <laughs> we'll do it. All right, guys, thank you for your time. Okay. Um, Thanks for skipping right, class. Our, uh... <laughs> no problem, guys. Hey, listen, uh, I just have, my, I, uh, I have one question for you before you leave. Me. Have you checked your net worth today? <laughs> will will you... I check my net worth? Uh, have, I, I you said, have, have, have you said have you have you checked the network i have not but i should the half million or bust it. big dog <laughs> i got a, Thanks, guys. a long way to go hey have a good night night, although there's nothing like the desert of california Getting in on a little bit of uh, taking advantage of the rainy season to get into Kentucky bluegrass. I'm real curious to watch this over the next year. You know, the uh, real stage of that. You know, he yeah. did the um, uh, uh, Bermuda. Bermuda here, and it was one of those things where the Bermuda was on. It looked great, you know, but it was that time period of getting the <laughs> Bermuda back on. <laughs> yep, we're in the transition phase, right? teenager. It, if yeah. it was. If it was, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, he, I, you just, you never saw that full transition back to Bermuda, right? Like, and it, and where where the the Kentucky bluegrass hung around, exactly like he said, you know, looked like a pimple faced teenager, you know, looked like me at ten years old. It was weird because I had a hairy chest at ten. Strange. <laughs> Uh, 304-804-7277 is 304-80-GRASS that is 304-804-7-ASS uh, if you're a man like me a big fan of uh, of ass then there it is uh, if you, you know, do want to call it see how it happens. Come. go ahead cowboy <laughs> I love it I love it so much cowboy <laughs> uh, speak Paul What's up? Hey, there he is. hey, hey. What are you doing? oh, there's a big delay on the on the TV. He threw me off. No, oh, it's Paul Outlaw. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, yeah. Paul? How are you? Uh, right now, I'm sitting on the sitting outside watching a, a couple of boobs get <laughs> <Taking> some beers. <laughs> Uh, how, how, how have you been uh, surviving the the sweltering summer over the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's, it's been it's been it's been sweltering. It's been sweltering. It was a little slow coming on, but it's it's definitely sweltering. How are your Bermuda lawns responding now? You know, I know you had a wild ass uh, green up period that was head banging. Where are we at now? Oh, uh, they're they're. They're growing now. They're growing. They're growing. Uh, filling in, growing, all that stuff. I'm seeing a bit of a little bit of a weird fungus. Uh, I, 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 I'd say it's some kind of bipolaris, but uh, the the university folks here say it's a dollar spot, but I I, I don't know. But especially in the Tiff Tufts, what I'm seeing, but. Uh, Overall, the uh, the warm season's finally kicked around. The uh, the fescues are 
are actually hanging in tough in the heat right now. So everything, everything's coming up roses, man. What can I say? So, so you're saying that's primarily in the tiff tough that it's happening. You're thinking it's more along the lines of leaf spot. They're calling it dollar spot. Exactly. Interesting. Ah, uh, interesting, Paul. Interesting. Yeah, Ray, I'm going to ask you about this. You know, one of the one of the critiques of Tiff Tough that you know you hear so many people complain about. I think about Sean, right? Is uh, mm-hmm. in uh, a, a lackluster response to fertility, right? Um, you know, you mm-hmm. can you can hammer it with all the nitrogen in the world you want, but as far as getting that that nice. Bermuda aesthetic color. It's just not a mm-hmm. big responder. Do you think that uh, may be factoring into this? Okay. Here's where, where I kind of like go down some decision trees and flow charts and whatever. And here's what I've seen about Bermuda in that if your soil pH is too low, mm, Bermuda has issues. Definitely got that. Okay, Paul. And when your soil pH is low, then your nitrogen and phosphorus fertility is not as efficient as what it could be. And when your nitrogen and phosphorus fertility is not optimum, then you start to see the random dollar spot type disease. And I differentiate that from leaf spot because I normally associate leaf spot with too much humidity, too much water, and not enough sun on the Bermuda. Then you're going to get visited by leaf spot. Mm-hmm. However, if a lawn is being mowed regularly, but it's not getting enough nitrogen, that's when I start to see more dollar spot come out. And you know how I diagnose dollar spot? I look at the grass first thing in the morning, and if I see the white mycelia from the dollar spot on the grass first thing in the morning, that tells me mm-hmm. I don't see mycelia with leaf spot. I just see the spotting of the grass leaves followed by the patching from the grass, you know, getting infected and dying. But then with the dollar spot, I see the mycelia before. And in conjunction with the grass having the classical dollar spot type look. And this gets important because the way you treat dollar spot can be very different from the way you treat leaf spot. All right. Dollar, dollar spot, we usually go no uh, strobilorins. And, right. Uh, take out, take take out that oxy. Yeah, take out the azoxy and, uh, you know, especially azoxystrobin, think hard about applying azoxystrobin to a lawn that potentially has dollar spot. And that is kind of why, overall, I'm a fan of, say, Armada. If I want to do a catch-all, cover-all type fungicide, because trifloxystrobin tends not to flare dollar spot versus the azoxystrobin. That's the difference. And, of course, the tridimophon or baliton in that armada is lights out on dollar spot. It's a very strong fungicide for it. So that's one way to go. The 
expensive way to go is with the new newer fungicide Velista or Exemplar. That's the costly way to go, but then that works well too. However, if you're absolutely 100% very sure that it is dollar spot, not dollar spot in its least spot, then you can bring out the uh, Exoxy. Then you're okay to do yeah, it. But I, then, like I said, I, really I would make sure like first. We spot, especially on a lot of these gift tough, low pH yards. They're just they're not getting the like you said. They're not responding as adequately to the uh, nitrogen and growing it out. And I, yeah, I really feel like that's it. But uh, you know, yeah, you, yeah, sometimes and, when you try to come up with something contrary to what uh, the uh, the PhDs say that uh, you, you'll get kicked down. But uh, uh, <laughs> on the other note, you know what? I want to start the... real mowing my yard. I'm not sure I have time <laughs> for it yet. Way too big to push. I've I've had a had an opportunity to get uh, one of the. It was a John Deere. I can't remember the model number, but it had the motor on the front and the the three reels and the the, the no, no, uh, the, three wheels. Actually, this was. And uh, I, I, I missed this out a, on I had G- surgery, and the guy sold the damn thing before I could get to him. But, oh, this uh, is actual triplex. What I need? Yeah, trim triplex, trim triplex, Matt. He's he could have gotten a trim triplex, and damn, you're getting a real ride on. The, yeah, the thing about the trim triplex is that my caution is to make sure that the trim triplex pull is like the six or eight blade on the reel rather than the 11 or 14, because, you know, there's triplexes that are intended for green use. And then there's triplex intended for fairway T and non-play area use. You got to make sure that you know the difference and go accordingly, because the beauty of the six or eight blade reel cutting units is that you can easily and safely put those on a lawn and mow it like three quarters of an inch and the finish comes out beautiful you put an 11 blade reel on the on the lawn and you're mowing at three quarters of an inch the cut can come out hideous caution yeah caution this was a I remember that this was a five blade, but uh, I mean that one got away from yep. me. But uh, I, uh, I will keep uh, well, looking. Keep trying, yeah. Keep trying. <laughs> yeah. And, and your your yard is uh, Rio. Uh, Bob, the back's got some tiff tough and mixed things. The front is mostly uh, the uh, Monaco. Oh, that's right. Monaco. Monaco. Monaco, Monaco yeah, yeah, Bermuda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Monaco Bermuda, yeah. That... And the, I'm and you know the thing about... tell you, I mean, the Monaco, uh, uh, I've got some spots in the front that are not the Monaco and are some some other seed of Bermuda. And the Monaco mm-hmm. is, is, is pretty strong. It, it I can't tell it from a hybrid Bermuda, to be honest. That's wild as hell to me. Yeah, I mean, because most seeded varieties, like even even the good ones, you know, uh, it, it's just that you still 
you still could see just enough of it to know that it was seated, right? And and that was always you know kind yeah. of the big thing of it, right? Is like if you go vegetarian, I've seen some pictures of of this uh, Monaco when I think about it, man. But uh, I mean, now I, I was kind of blown away by it too. It's super tight, super tight. Well, I mean, I think that's a testament well, to how badass genetics are getting, and the importance of genetics too when choosing cultivars, right? Yeah, because man, oh, oh, I can tell oh, you about. Oh, yeah. About, yeah, like, the, you know, the, the uh, other seated, like, Riviera mm-hmm. or Rio Bermuda? To me, those oh, are coming uh, close. It ain't even close. Coming close to. Uh, yeah. They yeah. had it at uh, the the seed test farm is not too far from my house, and I can go up there and, and see and what look, she's working on up there. And she's got some Bermudas that she's working on, plus. You know, Riviera, Tiff Tough, uh, Princess, all that in plots and side by side. You can you can pick the because uh, you'll have several plots out that are unlabeled, and you, I can go through and pick out the Monica every time. It looks just like a house. <laughs> the uh, what height of cut are you considering? I'm curious. I, I mean, right now I'm cutting it with a rotary, so I mean I can't get it much lower than. No, no, no. I mean, when, so, you but, uh, when you get the reel, when you get the reel, I would like to get it. At, at, I mean, I, I don't see having the time to cut it much more than two, possibly three times a week. So, sure. I mean, half an inch or so is going to be probably the best I'll ever get it. So no, I I, I, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to tell you about seeded common awesome. Bermuda. Is normally those perform best at between. Five eighths to three quarters. There's no need to go half inch because half inch is getting into the territory of your veg propagated hybrids. Whereas if it's from a seed, you can keep that between five eighths and three quarter inch all day long with minimal headache or stress. And that's with a twice a week mow or even a once a week mow if you put that turf on go to sleep paul put it on a little mm-hmm. bit of go to sleep and you're looking at a once a week mowing but mm. that's uh that's the next thing is that if you have a seeded variety of bermuda that opens up usage of things like say cutlass on the bermuda or the combination product uh, called legacy to just put it on prolonged regulation. And I say that over using something like just straight Trinexapac because the problem with Trinexapac in the warmer parts of the U.S. is that Trinexapac by itself doesn't last. You become committed to applying every 10 to 14 days. Whereas if you get it on a little bit of cutlass, that's once a month. PGR. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that definitely changes the uh, PGR program. Yeah, I, that, that, I'm interested. <laughs> and by the, way, by the way, Paul, that cutlass is how and why I'm able to disappear and come to Louisville for a week. <laughs> That's how I do it. <laughs> hey, are you, are you going to be in, uh, in Louisville? Yeah, I'm, if I'm around? invited, sure. All right, because look, look, are you look? Can you see? Can you see the screen right now? 
I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it. All right, J- JPEG, will you throw up those pictures again? There is, there's, there's something about this that I think uh, this is this is one of those important pictures that everyone needs to let. I'll say it, sink in. Yes. This one? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be on a little bit of a delay before before he can see it, but uh, this right here is why uh, people need to go see Paul at the GIE. If you've ever had this happen to you, if you've ever had this happen to you, there are options that you can take that you never have to experience this ever again, and you can fit right <laughs> through that gate behind uh, in, right. in, in front of it, no problem. Would, would that would never happen to a farmer green never isn't that impressive never that is impressive i mean don't get me wrong cool looking machine i'm sure it's functional as hell but lord have mercy when you have to chain it to get it out of a yard <laughs> in the middle of summer that's a yeah. that's a bad day that's a real bad it day it is a bad day oh my Oh, look at that. <laughs> mm, yeah, that'll never happen to a farmer green. Uh, all right, Paul, I can't yeah, wait that, to see that is Louisville. exactly why, why the uh, people need to come see me at the GIE so I can That's show right. them the other, the other side how, you know, if your farmer green starts to uh, slip or whatever, you just jump off of it and push it out of the situation. Literally. And if you complain about your shoulders hurting doing it, then you're probably too big of a sissy to be to be treating long. I'm down this hill. You probably need a tampon. Hey, how are you doing post surgery? Ah! How you feeling? <laughs> Say that again, Matt. You broke up on how, me. How you feeling post surgery? Wicked. Oh my! It's got its high points and low points, but um, I'm. I'm, I'm getting around a bit but uh i'm 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 struggling some too but uh <laughs> everything will be back to normal here soon i hope mm-hmm. uh are you are you are you walking around and stuff or uh are you are you still yeah, hobbling I'm, I'm pretty aggressively I'm trying to work i work i work today oh man okay. we had some uh tornadoes come through yesterday i mean like oh, a mile yeah, from your house man i saw I that it was yeah. crazy, holy shit man. I had some uh, customer. I mean, uh, luckily nobody was hurt, and I mean, as far as my customers, none of them lost their house. A, a big uh, landscape uh, mowing contractor in town. Uh, it, it got his house, uh, but uh, Shit. I mean, is not and, and his business. But <gasps> uh, I think he's going to be just fine. But uh, it, it also got a big uh, Pfizer plant. In town, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, watch it, dude. What are the chances? Y'all don't get a lot of that kind of weather, do you? And I know, not this time. I mean, you know, sometimes you have a springtime tornado or something, but in the middle of the summer like this, I mean, that I mean, it was close, dude. The close call, but like I said, I had some customers lose some trees and stuff, but and get power, lose power and things like that, but. uh uh, but uh, amazingly, uh, nobody was killed or seriously hurt from this thing here. Well, thank God. Good Lord Almighty. Yeah. Glad you're all right. Especially coming out of surgery and then you get hit by a tornado. That's 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 what would happen to me, Paul, and you know that. I, I know, man. Um, well, I, oddly enough, I had gone out the day before and 
done a lot of work and my leg was hurting and it had swollen all up and uh I had I had laid in the bed a little late that morning and my wife was like, uh, you need to take some of these these checks to the bank from, you know, all this hard work I've been doing. So uh <laughs> I uh <laughs> I went to the bank and was on my way back and saw the damn tornado. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I, I missed the tornado driving back from the bank by like a minute, maybe, and it missed my house by uh, maybe a mile and a half, probably a mile, oh. something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I saw it roll right through. I stopped, I stopped at the at the gas station to get a drink and, and looked up, and there she went. <laughs> Lord have oh. mercy! What are the chances? Yeah, I know, crazy. I've never seen anything like that before. Well, I'm glad, glad you're all right. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad. Oh, glad oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad everybody else is all right. I mean, uh, the people lost their their homes and stuff, and yeah, we're probably going to have sad. a massive medicine shortage from the Pfizer plant getting waxed. But uh, oh, shit, you know, it's always got to be something. It is. It's good to talk to you, Paul. Yeah, you guys too, man. Uh, thanks for all you do. Thank you. Thank you, and man, for legit. I hope, man. I hope. I hope I get to run into you at uh, in in Louisville. We uh, we need we need to have some beers and slap stickers on walls and all that fun shit. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know, the Permagreen folks keep me way out of town, so I don't get in trouble. Oh God, we we did get in trouble last year, but I'll I'll tell you about it later. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man! That's right. I, I, I'll 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 ping Dan and we'll we'll get something to set up to get you to get you set up and free and uh, and then you know we'll we'll drink a peanut butter whiskey or some some deal. Ooh, no, no thanks. All right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can get together, but leave the peanut butter stuff out of it. All right, man. You guys <laughs> right, take it we'll easy. Thanks Bye. for having me on. All right. Keep it up. Later. It's it funny. Uh, Later. Uh, Paul Paul came over one year at the GIE, and uh, one of the other guys there had a uh, he he came out with a bottle of Screwball, which is that peanut butter whiskey, and uh, yeah, we, we all kind of looked at it cross eyed, like what? And we drank it. We're like, ah, it's good, uh-huh. but we're not going to tell anybody it's good. Kind of sort of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Fescue had a question here. He said, "Met Camifin." Uh, Oops. Can you? If you want to answer, I'll just tell him to hang on. Don't bother me. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll answer it. Okay, the uh, way that McCamifin works is it enables the desirable turf grass to rapidly detoxify the fluazifop or fusillade that is co-applied with the recognition. It also has the property of making St. Augustine grass detoxify the trifloxy sulfuron because normally you put monument by itself on St. Augustine, you run the risk of wiping that St. Augustine out completely. And the funny thing is, is that this is a boon for mismanaged St. Augustine lawns because now there's a way to remove Bermuda grass from the St. Augustine safely. Whereas previously, the uh, hey, you have uh, Bermuda grass contaminating St. Augustine. You know what I'm going to say, Matt? Get a bulldozer. 
Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people have played around with all kinds of wild ass tank mixes, you know, with atrazine and other stuff to to try and make headway on it. Well, I, I re- not really a lot of. Good I remember options. one. No, I remember one that worked, but is extremely illegal. Hey, caller, we'll get right worked. to you. One second. Yeah, I Bear remember one that, that worked okay. for that. That that was around, but then it involved Asulox, atrazine, uh, basagran. Uh, and progress ec yeah 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 you remember Aslox. that one right man yeah, yeah you don't you don't hear aslox yeah. a whole lot that's uh that's a that's an older uh, chemistry caller yeah. you're live hello hey how's it going hello good uh i was just in the, the discord asking about what i think are disease issues um but i'm not sure well hang on and, uh, Let's hop on over there and we'll we'll start taking a look at uh at picks here. Uh is this mm-hmm. is this Oak State Jones? That's the one. Whammy. All right, here. Let's let's see what you got going on. Uh give us a little rundown. <laughs> That's funny. I was reading reading what you typed there. Uh you're in uh Oklahoma sandy soil. You got a little bit of cool season grass under the tree. Uh around three quarters to an inch with a uh with an old reel mower. Uh, you got a little urea going down every two to three three weeks. Got the majority of the weeds out. Um, my main area, uh, my main problem are the areas that are sort of gray, then white out and die or turn bright yellow. Most of the yard looks like this. Problem areas look like this. Oh, shit. That's in your Bermuda grass. It's doing that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then later, uh-huh. there's, there's pictures of the, the cool season also kind of looks diseased looks good in the spring of course and then you know it's hot it's humid starts kind of looking season this time of year doing that you know does not shock me at all right um you know it's 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 blazing hot i can expect that um but what the the bermuda should not be doing this and one of the things i notice is that you know in uh like for instance i'll take the first picture of damage that you see and on the outer areas, yeah. you have more of what I would call gray turf, right? And that that gray, like once it reaches that point, it's clear it's dead. Uh, in the right. in the in the center there, you see it actually phasing out, so it's it's turning yellow uh, before it's dying. As I zoom in on those particular areas, I'm not seeing what looks to be diseased lesions generating that kind of dieback right so in that yellow area that in my opinion as of right now not really knowing shit else i would say that is not disease and that is insect related where are you on this ray i'm going to be occurring in that last time i saw turf grass patch out like this without lesions I was facing down billbug. I was facing down billbug damage. And the the reason why I say is because if I don't see the disease lesions, but then I see these small patches forming in the grass and the yellowing before it, that suggests to me that the billbugs got to the roots and the stems of the turf grass and eight and by the way billbug can hit both 
cool season grass, Bermuda grass, and zoysia. Yeah, you get the and hunting bill bug you, and zoysia, and that's a giant pain in the ass. That, that's a hassle, Matt. I mean, that's a colossal pain. And mm-hmm. let me ask you this, sir. What did you use as your grub preventative this spring, or if you used a grub preventative? So um, I was not able to afford to buy a Celeprin, or I would definitely, based on what you guys have been talking about this past few months, that would be the chemical that I would would use. Cool with, yeah. So mm-hmm. what I do have is imidacloprid, um, and I put it down, and it, I did get rain. I don't have irrigation, but it did get a good rain after I put it down. Um, I put it down in June sometime. I don't remember the exact date. I wrote it down in my little notebook, but I did um, put that down in June and got good rain. Um, I've also been putting down bifenthrin kind of monthly. Bifenthrin, um, any kind of you know corrective uh, insecticide in that regard, uh, well, a thrin, right? A pyrethroid is probably not going to be effective on it. Now, I'll say this, okay. timing of your imidacloprid app and i'm assuming these patches just started showing up i mean they kind of i feel like i had some winter kill maybe Mm -hmm. because uh there were big sections where in the spring it didn't really green up but it's now finally filling in because we've actually gotten rain this summer it's been hot so that's all filled in Uh, but i've had these little spots they just sort of they've been there since the spring and like, I didn't know if maybe that's the only reason I thought disease was maybe it was spring dead spot, but I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. So no, it's, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm highly convinced this is not disease. I'll, I'll, I'll say that okay. uh, because it, it looks like it was green in it. And then it, 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 it patched out, right? Like when I'm yeah. looking at the dead mm-hmm. grass, I can see, the beginning of the plant where it emerges from the soil and then the length of it, right? The length of that runner, uh, in a couple of these yeah. pictures, I can kind of trace to, to death. That's, that's on the yellow area. So normally you're not going to see the disease function that way. Not, not often. Right. Sure. And so I, but with the, with the timing of it, that would be appropriate timing to provide adequate build bug control. Now I assume you applied it coated on a granular based on how you described <laughs> getting rain after the application no. or did you, you applied liquid? No, I sprayed it. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. And the reason why I, you know, have questions about efficacy on that is because the deal with applying imidacloprid as a spray is that when imidacloprid is out on the grass in sunlight, not irrigated in, the UV radiation just degrades it quick. Sunlight breaks down imidacloprid fast. In, ter- in other words, if you apply imidacloprid, I literally want it to rain that night or the next day. I don't want it sitting on the grass for, for a week. And the other thing that I'm thinking about, because I happen to pop over to the Discord a second to go and look and you have kind of sandy soil, right? Nice sandy soil. The yeah, thing very, about I'm right by the Arkansas River. 
The thing about imidacloprid in sandy soil is that it does not have the best staying power in the sand. It tends to run through or leach through pretty quick in sand. Versus if you had a more finely textured soil with a lot more clay in it, then if you had more clay, then the imidacloprid would stay longer. So that's just like the two things that I'm considering. And it's just that it's tough because you don't have irrigation. And have you, you given it a tuck need... test? Have you gone and pulled just to make sure it's not grubs? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's well, way it, too it early. Does it does come right up. It um, does come up. I oh, have some in my, Matt, my front. And when I pull Matt, on this grass, it's just completely disintegrates. But it's also. And, and it just comes up in your finger. That's Bilbo. Like a, there's like Bilbo a void in the, in the soil. So, like, mm-hmm. I have a pretty bad gopher problem, too. Um, and so I didn't want, I wondered if these spots were spots where they had completely tunneled out and like, there's nothing for it to root in. I mean, when you walk across it, is your, is your foot sinking? Like if, if, if it had gotten to the point where there's nothing to root in, I mean, literally if you stepped on it, I mean, you'd sink until you, it reached solid ground. Some spots. Yes. Some spots. No. And whenever I dig, I don't find grubs. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't. This time of year, right now, grubs is really no. out of the question. It's, it's, it wouldn't be a okay. thing where you are. Um, the, uh, and the fact that it does pull out really easily. Again, pointing towards bill bugs. The only other thing that I could think of this time of year would be, um, oh damn it, what is it called? Uh, ah. We used to get them in Georgia, uh, and mole crickets. Mole crickets would be the other one. Mole cricket. I, I was say mole cricket is doesn't other... necessarily look a lot like mole cricket damage, but could be. Um, mole cricket and damage you know mole... tends to be like really smaller, thinner, longer uh, uh, tunnels of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say, and, Ray? And mole cricket needs a lot more water. It like it needs to be wetter, whereas billbug. It don't care. Bilbug will hit grass when it's drier. Mm. Yeah, mo- that's the difference. Is that mole cricket needs a lot more moisture to survive because mole cricket is almost like, uh, say, crayfish or shrimp. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in that in, in that regard, but then this spotting and the fact that the grass comes up in his hands, that just says Bilbug, 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 and when you have billbug, I mean, I don't have any real positive or easy to use uh, options for this because at the point where you have act- active damage like this, Matt, this is yeah, Dialogs. Kind of, yeah. This is Dialogs oh, right yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and the unfortunate thing about the Dialogs is that you're applying this Dialogs as a soil drench. Yeah. In order to get it to work. <laughs> you know, Gardner Earth Guy has a great point too. Doing a, a soap flush. Have you have you ever done a, a, a soap flush before? Yeah, I have. Uh, have I you, haven't have you ever done summer, but I have before. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I think doing it in that area, what I would target is the yellow area, especially where it meets green or it looks like it's spreading into. So you want to get some of the area where there is no damage and green. then the other area, you know, where where it is, where it does have newer damage. And that's a that's a quick, easy thing to see what comes to the surface and, you know, make a uh, mm-hmm. assessment of what it is, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, the general good idea for insects besides grubs is a couple gallons of water and a couple drops of dawn and you just mix and then pour and see what comes out i mean seriously okay okay i mean because the other one that can be there and cause that kind of spotty damage too is like sod webworm when it's in its beginning stages. Yeah, I think I think it would be more obvious if it was sod webworm, especially if you're spraying bifenthrin. I think you'd see them coming to the surface uh, However, like Matt, after application. You, you know, if somebody's using a lot of bifenthrin, they will give rise to resistant sod webworm. That's true, too. That is true. Because, you know, that that's what I, that's what I face here in Hawaii is because bifenthrin and all of the pyrethroids are so misused and overused, the only thing that works on armyworm or sod webworm here is dialogs. It's I'm a bad there. day when you're limited to dialogs for that. Dude, do, do a soap flush and keep us posted in that thread uh, if anything comes to the surface. Um, and especially this late, you know, I say this late in the season, you know, is it worth, uh, is is it worth trying to run down dialogs and, you know, making a, an expensive ass buy to treat, you know, a couple areas like this? I don't know. Um, it may be one of those things, ride it out. And then, you know, you know what to prepare for next season. The other thing too, is, uh, I, you know, it probably wouldn't hurt to, to, you know, put a, put a shovel in it. See if there's look anything weird buried under there that that you may not may not notice. Um, you know, for for instance, like again, I've seen weird dieback occur. Was there a tree cut down there within the last six years? No, it's just kind of right in the middle of open space. I mean, yeah. every time I dig, I find trash from the previous owners so it's surprising there could be something on there i i don't think but i i haven't dug on i would would be expecting like a stump and a and a very degraded stump right you know and uh and it would be it'd be super obvious and if 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 you're not hitting anything like that what happens is that as you get to a really advanced stage of decomposition with uh with with high woody materials like that is you know it's composting at that point right and so you know you're hitting 130, 140, 150 degrees Fahrenheit subsurface because it's it's in its prime composting point, and uh, and and that can create some weird things on the surface sometimes too. Um, but yeah, I, do a soap flush and then we'll revisit from there because if it's nothing, then uh, I don't know. We're, we're really up a creek to start trying to figure out what's going on. What mm. would be the preventative? Or, you know, like in the winter or springtime application for something like that, if that is what it is. None. You, w- you wouldn't do it. You would oh. <laughs> about like you did. 
you're seeing it now, mid July, then I would probably make your application, you know, early July or uh, late late June, somewhere in there. You know, mark this date mm-hmm. down or whatever date you feel like you started seeing it. Um, actually, mm-hmm. the, the dieback actually occurring, and then you know, putting it three weeks in front of that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. And, uh, and yeah, again, because, as a liquid, uh, you know, really timing that with um, uh, with with a rain event too. Is there something other than Imidacopra that would be better to use? I know y'all no, say that. No, uh, no, Celeprin. no. Okay. And yeah, the, no, the only problem with the good choice. The only problem with the Celeprin is that the Celeprin is not particularly strong on the weevils. Oh, but okay. Yeah. You what you could do if you have more weevils like billbug is you could hold out and try to get yourself tetrino rather than a celeprin. I mean that that that's like the advantage of tetrino is that tetrino is stronger on the weevil type turf pests versus the celeprin. However, the other benefit of that is that Tetrino is also less costly to purchase and to apply. You know, the price tag on that is a lot better because I know that bottle of Acelaprin is a tough thing to take. You know, that's a yeah, hard pill to swallow. If, you, if you've already got a metacloprid, you know, use, use what you got. I, I wouldn't be use chasing it. exotic AIs, you know, for, for this mm-hmm. one particular thing unless you're just absolutely at a wit's end. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Keep us posted, man. This is a good one. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys a lot. I, I enjoy, I love listening. I don't get in the Discord as much as some of the others, but I, I really appreciate your integrity and your honesty and your expertise. I thank you for talking to guys like me. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. We're so thankful that, that you listen to us get up here and ramble and be dickheads and assholes and all the fun stuff that we enjoy doing. <laughs> so thank you. It's a, it's a good laugh while I'm mowing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Try to provide some level of entertainment while we, uh, while we rattle off the inanity that does come out of our mouth. All right. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, brother. Have a good night. It is 1053. We got time for one more call. Uh, There was uh, Cam asked a question. He said, help with POA annual Kentucky bluegrass lawn in Massachusetts. I've tried spraying prodiamine in September and early October. The POA keeps coming back. hundred percent sure it's annual. Um, uh, so, uh, one, I'll tell you this, that if you're in Massachusetts, you're probably need to be getting pro diamine down a hell of a lot earlier than, uh, September, October. I'd, I'd probably be like actually late July in, in that time frame. The other thing too, mm-hmm. is that there's probably a high degree of probability too, that it's not dying completely. It's just going dormant and, uh, and not just actually hanging dying. on. Yeah. It's one of those areas where annual can become a oh, perennial. I'm so glad took one more call. Uh, hang on hang on one second caller uh, caller can you can you turn down us in the background please thank you thank you um so anyway the uh i think one of the other things i saw someone else mention was uh uh doing poa constrictor yeah john duncan mentioned at the fumisate um mm-hmm. 
exactly like you said, two weeks apart with the last app right up against first frost. That's a good one. And you may have to repeat that in the spring too. That, that sometimes can happen. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, again, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes you can run into a situation. Uh, I had a friend of mine in uh, a nasty Nate up in PA you know, keeps running into situations where like along the side of the house, Poa annua never dies. It just stays there and stays in seed all summer long and loses the majority of its, of its uh, color. And then as it starts to hit about late August again, all of a sudden it's back and banging. Right. So, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast. Caller. What up dickheads and scumbags. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what you got going on? Exactly. Buddy? Hey, Zach. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We've uh we've had we've had an eventful night. Uh I think I think we we did a phenomenal job of uh accidentally uh leading one person over the proverbial deep end. And uh, you know, it is what it is, but welcome, welcome to the internet. Yeah, well, Matt, when you want to talk defamation, contact me. <laughs> oh, 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 is this your thing? He's a he's an no, attorney as well. So, <laughs> uh, Zach, I I will I will ping you offline. Uh, yeah, as yeah. you can imagine, you know, with the Discord, you know, there's it, there's been there's been a lot of outpouring of support, and I'll I'll loop you in at least uh, things that are uh, that are happening offline. Uh, that I, I'm not yeah. sharing publicly, and um, we'll have we'll have a laugh about it. Yeah, we will. And Jay Pink has my number, so get it from him. Okay, I'll do it. Hundred hundred percent. Yes, you will. <laughs> I'll earn my bourbons in the legal. <laughs> what you got going? Oh on? yeah. Now, uh, just one question, and I've yeah. talked to Ray about this because I've been doing this. I've been putting Hydrex with my ammonium sulfate mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. my app, but. I'm hearing Hydrex is no longer available, or it's very yes. limited. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. And, and this is probably more for you, Matt, is what can I, what product can I put in in lieu of Hydrex other than, like, Umax? Is there anything else out there? Yeah, yes. Uh, so there are alternatives. Everything is in crazy limited supply right now. Uh, I know I, I can, I can help you get concentrate as a liquid. Um, I have a, a friend of mine is in Nashville, Tennessee and, and is into a lot of the, uh, more bizarre chemistries. Um, you know, typically he's going to deal with, uh, with, with pros. And if anybody's out there is looking for, you know, if you're in a, a relatively decent vicinity of me, you need, uh, especially if you need like pesticides, you know, whether that be. Uh, you know, uh, uh, pre-emergence, we controls, whatever. Uh, holler at me about that, or you can go to them directly. That'd be Sigma Organics in Nashville, and uh, there's there's lots of strange chemistries that that they like to get into. That's kind of their their thing. Is that um, uh, yeah, you know, if you want really cheap uh uh three way, you can get it there. And if you want, you know, a really goosed up weird chemistry like a um uh like a like a, an alternative to Hydrex, that's what they do. Uh, Aldo mentioned Infix is Helena's version. Infix has been pulled as well too, um, and so you know that's going to be in super limited supply. 
Um, we we there's there's been purchasing of the patent that has taken place, and as a result of the patent ownership changing hands, has created a void in the marketplace. And uh, and so um, the 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 specific thing about it is is the is the carrier that's used to ensure um, uh, a solid distribution throughout um, a water formulation, like when it's dissolved in water. Um, and then the, the, the other way is, is, you know, for, for penetration of the prill, right? So if you're coating it on a granular, you have to, uh, it's, you know, you want it to penetrate as much as possible. You don't want it just, just sitting on the surface of the prill. So, uh, that piece of it's patented. And, uh, and so that's why, uh, that patent purchasing has kind of created a void in the marketplace. But what you're looking for are the two AIs, right? One is DCD, which is disyanamide. Uh, and then the other one is MBPT, which is in butyl thiophosphoric uh, something or another. Thiophosphate, yeah. Thiophosphate, butyl, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, and you and you want both of those, or uh, or especially the DCD. You, there, you can find some just MBPT uh, derivatives that are out there, uh, but you want to make sure you do have DCD in it. And uh, Zach, when I, I'll. I'll text you after this, and I'll get you linked up with my yeah, guy. Yeah, talk about. And, um, let's talk about. Let's talk about everything. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll because uh, yeah. I, I can get you access to that chemistry. I know, just doesn't have a a shit ton of it, but you know, if you need like less than say, you know, two hundred seventy five gallons, then I can I can do that all That's day long. Fine. Yep. That's nice. Let's talk. Let's talk. Wait. Let's talk. Cool. What else? Okay. What else you got? That's it. That's it. I, I don't know if Ryan's. I, I talk, I've talked to Ray quite a bit. My pH management this uh, program is amazing. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, I've yeah, talked he, to Ray about it. Oh, my lawns that are people. It are is just for their screen. Yeah, Dang. the lawns have just have taken on a new. Oh my god! Amazing. Life Ray, amazing. and they stand out compared to the rest of the lawns in the neighborhood. Not on this program, oh, yeah. don't they? Oh, it's amazing. Look, you know, when we when we were talking in Louisville, we were (laughs) talking about things to differentiate ourselves in the in the space. Right. Yeah. So happy to hear that you took that approach and it's it's converting for you. That is fucking badass. (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I think I, and Ray knows this. I wouldn't have done it without, you know, we we had a big discussion in Louisville about staying in suspension, right? But but with the tanks and putting the Zafnica in it, it's oh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. <laughs> Man, that is so badass. That is so badass. Oh, <laughs> it was. It, it's awesome. It, it's just. It's. I hope. To, I mean, I'm not. I'm not charging cheap for it. I'm not giving it away. But it's a game changer for you know high end clients that really give a shit. It's, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, and, and think nice. about how how no one is doing that, right? And and, and it immediately sets you apart from the competition. Uh, and oh, for what no doubt. I'm going to be no curious about. about is as you move further along into this and you kind of reach homeostasis with it, right? Like, you know, what what trends that you saw previously do you no longer encounter, right? Like, you know, I know out in your area, for instance, necrotic ring spot is a thing. I'm curious. Yep. Will you start seeing declines in uh, pressure of necrotic ring spot or dollar spot or whatever else? I, 
I don't know. I'm just yeah, throwing random shit against the wall, but I'm curious how that'll play out over the years. I already have. One of my big clients has had it for years, and my guys, when they did it last week or two, well, they did it a couple weeks ago, and then they, they did his next launch trade, and they're like, I still don't see it. I don't feel – the pressure's not coming through yet. By now, it usually is. But time's going to tell, right? Time's going to tell. Sure. Time's yeah. going gonna, time's gonna to tell, Zach. But then what I, what I typically see is that when you do such a drastic alteration of pH, the disease pressure from your NRS and your summer patch can go down in as little as one season. One season, you already oh, yeah. see the results. You know, it's a big, big, huge difference. Yeah, and on top of that, it's doing a lot better than somebody half-heartedly throwing down his oxystrobin and expecting it to work. Oh, then overstating it with (laughs) Don't say that. That is just a a (laughs) crappy way to deal with it. (laughs) We've had that discussion, so. Yeah, that's that's a chunk way to deal with that. No. (laughs) It's it's the cheap fix. It's the cheap fix. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But no, it's amazing. Amazing. So. Awesome. And and remember, I mean, I I talked to Ryan, I talked to you about it, right? But not you so much, Matt. Remember the the hybrid Bermuda. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Yes, that's my next. But no, I love you guys, Matt. Hit me up. Let's talk. Tim Four, we'll do. Thank you so much, Zach. Okay, Zach. We'll talk soon. All right, we'll see you. See ya. Mm -hmm. The uh, uh, we're we're gonna wrap this up uh, with Demay gone. We'll hop over to the after show for just a little bit. Uh, uh, Patreon.com forward slash burn and return. If you want to check it out, it's where adults have adult conversations. We'll probably. I do a little bit of recap first. I want to thank everybody that watches is, is part of the community, whether you're active or not, uh, is not important, but, uh, uh, you tune in, you hear what we have to say, you listen to us. And, uh, and you know, when, when you have events like today take place where people clearly undergo mental health crises, uh, in front of you, uh, you know, it, it can get a little weird, especially when they start, uh, you know, making making uh, uh, comments about your spouse and stuff. And a lot of times it does. It it it, it causes you to reevaluate. But I'll say this is that, um, you know, with because of the quality of of people from all different sectors, industries, uh, to the, the the most bluest of blue collars, to the reddest of rednecks, to the whitest of white collars. Uh, I, it's just, man, all of y'all provide so much perspective, uh, insight into the world and, uh, and, and, and just in support. And it makes this regardless of what kind of insanity exists out there. So fucking worthwhile. And I'm just so fucking appreciative. I don't want a million subscribers. I don't want a million views on videos. I want to interact with fucking people like y'all because that is uh, it, it's, it's, it's fucking life changing and, uh, and it's very inspiring and I'm, I'm so fucking appreciative. We're headed to the after show. Happy birthday to Ryan DeMay. You're 40 years old. May you have the next 60 years to be the angriest, orneriest asshole on the face of the planet and give Ray a giant, a giant run for his money as being the, the carotid old bastard of the show. And, uh, 
Yeah. Ryan will right. never do Ryan will never do that. You know what Ryan's gonna be? Ryan is gonna be the naughty old man <laughs> making making dick jokes and ass jokes and laughing at everybody. And you know what? That's why I love Ryan, okay? Exactly. That's why I, <laughs> that's what makes him terrific. <laughs> All right, everybody. I love y'all. Bye. <laughs>